Welcome back, everyone. Finally, we are here again for another Evolution podcast. It's been like a year or something like that. Two more, years. Well, more for you, but I just mean in general. Right. I, haven't, I haven't recorded anything in a while, so we're back. We're recording. I have with me DJ Strip, who if you've listened before, is one of the first, if not the first, uh, person I ever hung out with on the podcast. So welcome back again. I feel like it's time. Today is also the, um, the one-year anniversary of the Alley Cat race. Yes. It's also May Day. It is May Day. <laughs> also, all the memes of like uh, NSYNC, it's going to be May. May the Force be with you. May the yes. Force be May with you. May the Force be with That's you. It's coming up. All the nerds will have fun in a couple days. It, yeah, this, this might air by the Force. So oh. if you're seeing this or hearing it then. Right. Um, yeah. Out. Oh, you know what? This is just not no editing here. I'm going to unplug my wheel. You can probably hear the fuck. Is that the wheel? <laughs> it's recording. Is that the fan? Yeah. <sighs> Sounds like a, like a uh, air purifier. Wow, that thing's pretty loud. Oh, yeah. The fast charge. <laughs> oh, that's good. At least... Oh, that was the charger fan. Yeah, yeah it was oh, the okay. fast charge, not the wheel. All right. Well, it's good All right. to know it's still working. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> so what's new? Uh, well, you know, a lot has happened definitely since the last time I was on with you. Uh, I mean, that was yeah. about two years ago, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm still riding a board. You are. <laughs> a bigger board. I think that was like the joke last time, right? You were like, well, I'm, I'm out here still riding, and now you're still still riding. Well, I think I remember what we talked about was I was mentioning how uh, I think like 99% of the guys who bought an e-board never rode a regular skateboard, really, oh, yeah. prior it's, to. It's kind of weird, I guess. Well, and it's it's proven... Exactly what I said to be fairly true, because 99% of the guys who even tried riding an e-board don't ride anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, especially if they don't have a background in it. Like, there's some guys out there still riding, like Tom, still riding. But he still rides his regular board for weekly, I assume. Right. Yeah. Well, we went on a nice little, actually, uh, today. Tom hosted a nice little ride, and it was it was kind of a throwback in a lot of ways in that sense. You guys, you guys went pretty slow, huh? Well, slow and <laughs> slow, and you know he had a lot of new guys, and they were definitely uh, not experienced. And mm. it, it was funny; it reminded me of the early days of Boosted when everybody used to smash into each other when they would stop at stoplights. Yeah. Um, so, and and that's exactly what was happening right away. So I was right. like, okay, I can see where this is going. It's not. So. It's not a great experience, really, but. Uh... Yeah. Look, he's still providing a service to the community, I suppose. Yeah, people, no, people I mean, Tom, is, Tom has been a solid guy as far as that goes, and he's consistent with what he does, and, you know, God bless him. And I always come out when I can to support his rides because he's the guy who actually was the first guy I ever did a group ride with. Yeah. You know, so, and I think that's, you know, there's a lot that guys want to say about being a part of a community that they throw around and I don't think they really, you know, show it. They talk about it. But, right. like, you know, you've got to be you've got to be supportive of what other guys are doing, regardless of what it is. And especially yeah. a guy like Tom, who was the OG of the group ride scene. Um, a, few of us, a few of us behind the scenes have talked about that. Like, in New York, it's, like, this EV nirvana, but also hell at the same time, mm. of, of people here riding. There's a lot of riders. There's a lot of group rides that tend to happen, but we need to get like a schedule, like a message board center where we can go, hey, on Saturday, 
Tom's planning a ride at one o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then everyone goes, Hey, if you, if you want to, you should come out and support Tom's right. ride right. and show up if you, if you can. Uh, and then maybe on Tuesday night or Friday night, right. strips doing a ride right. at seven o'clock, come on out. And that way it also like lets everyone support each other, but also there's no like accidental or intentional, uh, overlap. Yeah, you know, trying to like oh, some you know, there's that whole like I'm gonna usurp some guy's ride as if it matters. <laughs> well, I think the problem is now, whereas back in the day, everybody was just on Telegram and they were pretty much all on the NYCE boarding Telegram. Yeah. Now there's probably a chat room for you know the name of somebody's fart. So I mean, that's the problem. There's there's so many rooms and so many like separate cliques and groups that to this day. Now, I pretty much host a weekly Friday night ride. Yeah. I've been doing this for years now. And people still go, oh, I didn't know you were doing a ride. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's a weekly ride. Like, that means we yeah. do it every week if the weather's right, you know. And But I think that's the problem. Even, like, Tom's ride today, I mean, there was only about 20 guys, you know. And he used to, yeah. like, draw hundreds of guys. There could be a lot of reasons for that, like being lower. Uh, but I wonder, so like when I went to Portland and hung out with those people, mm. they have a Friday night ride that's like branded and everyone's invited. They call right. it the FNR, right? The Friday night ride. And it's like all kind of people, slow, fast, right. boards, bikes, unis, one wheels, right. uh-huh. like everything's invited. And Very inclusive out there. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say your Friday night ride is similar? Uh, it's definitely, you know, the joke is it's open to anyone. Mm-hmm. The easy part is showing up. The hard part is keeping up, you know, and that's really, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone can come to my ride. Uh, you know, I, I would prefer that you are an experienced rider. Right. Not right. only uh, as well as your skill set, but riding with people, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's important because obviously, as you know, what we do on a Friday night is not your typical ride. Mm-hmm. And it's always, you know, we I do a lot of the similar routes in a sense, but it doesn't even matter. You could do the same route over and over and it's you're in traffic. So there's different patterns. There's people. There's different, you know, you, it's never the same in that sense. So, you know, but I, I think at this point I've assembled a pretty good group of guys that consistently show up and there's guys on surons it's guys on onyx scooters you know it's kind of like you know i won't say the top guys because you know obviously everybody kind of thinks they're the top guy there's only one 18 well that's the thing that's different though (laughs) you know that's really amongst us that's you know that's a very tight group of guys that have ridden together. And I think that's what guys should take from, you should consistently ride, I feel, with the same group of guys. Because you be, you know, you know become one, essentially. You get used to, mm-hmm. oh, I know how Mickey rides. Oh, he rides like this. Oh, Francisco rides this way. Oh, Lewis rides this way. Oh, Strip rides this way. So everybody knows each other. Like, seriously, have we ever had incidents amongst like ourselves we've never we we've we've on occasion had close calls but right you can tell in the moment when we were coming close that say like you and i right had a, a sixth sense a that totally. we were coming close together totally. and we both went Whoa! right <laughs> but we don't freak out 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know. So, and, and like, I know that your board, like, it's tough to turn. Right. Like, just the way it's built. Exactly. But there's, there's a reason. Exactly. There's a trade off, right? Exactly. Like, you've built your board to do a certain thing. We'll get into that. Yeah. But, um, so I know oftentimes I'll, like, depending on where we are, I'll, like, let you take the turn ahead right. of me. Right. Or if I'm, like, already kind of ahead, I'll just right. take it right. and let you fall. Yeah, that's something I have to teach analog. He still hasn't quite figured that. <laughs> he still tries to cut, like, around me. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? There's, like, go on I'm the trying inside. to turn. Yeah, go on the inside. I'm trying to turn. And then he comes around me, and there's a car there, too. I'm like, come on, bro. I love you, analog, but inside, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so, and actually, you were saying that to this day, it must have been some new guys. People are always amazed at your board. They're always like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Today, showing up at Tom's Ride, he, has, he had a bunch of new guys I've never seen before. And it was funny. They were like, what the hell? Mm. You know, and I'm, I mean, I'm kind of used to it at this point, but it's, it was funny because even Francisco was like, these guys must be new. <laughs> So tell us uh, what your board is now. Because you've had different iterations. Right. I suppose last time you were here, no, I think you had... No, I had the uh, GTR still. Right, exactly. I had my Evolve GTR, which was an okay board, but I had the overheating motor issue, which most guys over 185 pounds have <laughs> or had. And uh, so what I had done is I had bought the Lacroix Nazaire, um, which was a good board, uh, you know, the about a year after having it, I, uh, you know, had Ernesto from Cali, who I work with. We could talk about that. Um, And uh, he built me a battery pack, uh, which was the prototype pack for the new XLR. So I went from a 12S6P to a 12S12P. Yeah, with the Samsung 50E cells. And uh, then we upgraded my motors because I finally burned out the motors I had from the Qua. <laughs> yeah. They were good motors, but they started squealing really loud. And so what Ernesto was able to do was to give me the actual original motors, the spec motors for the XLR. Mm. And the only reason I was able to put it on my board is because because those motors are made for gear drive. Um, so the uh, axle itself actually had, you know, been cut similar to an axle for the older style design. Um, so you could use the C-clips to hold it and lock it in because the new ones don't have that. Mm. So just by chance. Interesting. Yeah. So he had them and he was like, oh, let's see. And then you guys tinkered and played with different uh, gears. Well, then I changed the gear ratio. So right. the original gears for the Lacroix, uh, were a larger wheel gear and a smaller motor gear. So I went to a larger motor gear and a smaller wheel gear. And what did that give you? It gave me a top speed of 44 miles an hour. Ooh. Because oh. when I first put the motors on with the original gears from Lacroix, it was only 30, remember, with the wheel, 36? Oh, yeah, it was pretty slow. But it was a crazy <clears throat> torque. It was like literally hurting my knees. That's how torquey it was. Uh, yeah. So I was like, like all right, was, I got to do something. There was, was a this. lot of, whoa. Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So with that gear change, you know, it's perfect. Perfect. And Big Bertha, as I refer to has, her as, has been just awesome. Yeah, you know, it's a great combination. So I call it a Lacali. 
you know, because mm. it's I can still give Lacroix the props. I, the deck is incredible. The trucks are. I was going to say phenomenal. the trucks. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're was, wide though. That's but that's that's oh, what yeah. it's known for. I oh guess. yeah, yeah. They're wide. Um, you know, when I first got the Lacroix, that was the joke. All these guys were like, "Oh, it's too wide of a board. You won't be able to fit in between cars." Okay. Well, I mean, we have we have seen you check take, my videos. We, I've you, had a few close calls. I was gonna say we have seen you have some close. Yeah, calls. Yeah, but that was me getting in front of a minivan. It wasn't in yeah. between. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's I'm not detracting. From, you're correct. You still fit through. You lane split. You oh, know. I can still. Yeah. But there's been some, there's oh, been yeah. some times where I was like right behind you, and I was like, Oh yeah. How'd you not die? Yeah, we've had a few. You know, I mean, but that's kind of the to me that's the fun. That's the thrill of it. Yeah. You know, that's the enjoyment. And that's why I say you could do the same route over and over again. It's never the same ride. Because there's always just different people yeah. driving cars and riding bikes and walking across the street. And it's always something. There's always something being thrown at you. So that, that's the one thing I do appreciate about when I went to Portland. Mm. So they have like three legs to their Friday night ride. Mm-hmm. The first leg is sort of like the everyone going through the city streets. Right. It feels like a Tom ride. Okay. Right. It's, you know, no so that's because they have everything. Some slow no, no one's blown red, right? You know, so that's the first leg. Then they stop at like a brewery, mm. very Portland of them. Uh, then the second leg is like a little faster. Yeah, so like the slower <laughs> e- PEVs drop off. Right. Like the one wheel guys are done at that point. Of course. So then it's like unis and some boards and maybe some bikes, and they do a, f- a faster sort of street ride. Right. Then, then it's just straight unis, mm. and they go backwards, mm. which is interesting. At in pitch black night in, in Oregon. Really? It's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've got this route that they, they go. they got some crazy lights on them, though. On the person, well, yes. But saying. there's nothing in the... It's the woods. Right. So it's it was pretty cool. I like that they did it that way. Yeah. Like, I wish we could do something like that, where there's, like, legs of differences. Like, the first leg we could do is... That, that could be really useful for us, right? Because everyone's always like, you guys are just the fast people, and there's nothing for the slow people. Okay, cool. Friday night rides now. The first leg, it's from A to B, and that's inclusive. Everyone kind of slow. Then the next leg is like, okay, now it's fast. And the third leg, we should figure out something interesting, but for the even faster, or I should say more experienced people for the third leg. Well, I think the the thing about riding in a city, especially New York City, it's Mm -hmm. I don't think it's so much that we're fast riding and always riding fast, but in order to keep ahead of the patterns of traffic, yeah. at some points you have to do that because you don't want to get yeah. caught in the traffic. Yeah. So like when there's a light and cars are stopped and we can go through that light, we now have open range in front of us. Yeah. So if we were to literally stop with the flow of traffic all the time, how could we get anywhere? Yeah. It- and we'd be all, we'd be all bunched up. With cars, it just doesn't make any sense. No, and, and especially like if you look at the the flow of how traffic works in, in Portland, right. Portland, right? It's obviously not even yeah. remotely close. That's more like a probably like a country feel. Nah, it's 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 more like. I mean, I know it's a city, but it's it's closer to like Miami a little bit, right? A little bit slower, right? But like the brickle area of Miami, right? A so, little more spread out. Yeah, not as intense. There's like. There was like when I went there at that they do it at night, right? right. So, but Friday night it's actually kind of deadish. So there's you know I saw like twenty cars Dude, in the street. When we rode in Miami, it was dead. Yeah, it was daytime. I did Fort Lauderdale to South Beach, and it was right. crazy. As traffic. long as you avoid, but it was daytime. rush hour. Well, that's the thing. 
you know. But in general, it was the roads were empty, you know. So, and it was February. So yeah. you would think, but you know, that's you know, that's why I say riding in New York City is without a doubt unlike any city you'll ever ride in. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you would ride in Tokyo, which would be similar because yeah, it's yeah. so congested. Sure. Um, but, you know, so that's why you have to ride a certain way in New York City, especially if you're in a group. You got to be a little aggressive and you got to be a little, you know, wild. Because, like I say, if you try to stay with cars, and you, you can get into trouble, I think. Can you define aggressive? Well, I just think you have to be... Even maybe just a step ahead. Like you've got to keep yourself. You got. To, you need some distance. So what are you? What are we doing that makes us a step ahead? Like physically. What? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when we come to a light and we see we can go through the light. Yeah. Maybe even as a light's about to turn red and we're coming to it, we know we have that five seconds before the cars can start coming from the other direction. Mm -hmm. Because in New York City, it's actually longer in some spots because they've now allowed more time for pedestrians to walk across the street. Before so some cars. lights don't even yeah. change for 10 seconds. The pedestrians have to go and the cars don't yet. Right. So they give the like a five to 10 second. So if you already know that right. and you have it in your head, and that's another reason why I think doing a similar route, you know, I have basically, I'd say I have three, sim like three main routes in my bag of tricks. Yeah. You know, and I think it's good because once guys know the route, they're comfortable with the route, and then they understand the traffic patterns, and they know when's a time to kind yeah. of ride aggressively, you know. Yeah, and, and people don't understand, too, like, when we come up to an intersection, <clears throat> whether it's green or, or, or red or, or yellow or whatever, we can, um, most streets, if you're on the avenue, you can kind of see right. into the side street to know if something's occurring. Of course, and you could also tell a lot of times what I pay attention to is since I'm really tall up on my board is I'm just watching the pedestrians. And if they're crossing the street, you know, there's no car coming. Oh, that's a good so point. they're jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so if they're jaywalking, you know, we're golden. <laughs> yeah. So there's an advantage to the jaywalkers. And if you're trying to really blow through something too, you can carve left to right in the sense of like, you know, because we have the, one-way streets here. Well, that's so, the thing, right. You know, if you're coming up to intersection and it's coming right. from your right, right, if you just get in the right. far left lane and, and blow it, you're almost guaranteed to not die because right. it would take them the whole intersection right. to get to you. And, and and nobody's driving that fast in New York City, if they are. I mean, some rarity, I'm sure, once in a while. Yeah, so the key is, obviously, if you're going up 6th Avenue and, you know, it's one way, one way, one way, one way, duh, right, left, right, left, or whatever it may be, depending upon which way you're going. Yeah. These are the basics you should already have in your head. Now, I ride aboard Goofy, so I'm always pretty much in the middle. Mm -hmm. So, you know. And so when they're – that's the thing about boarding, too, versus, like, the unicycle. You're back – Every other street is to the traffic. Right. And that's why I pretty much stay in the middle. But I'm facing, you know, I have a very good, you know, view. So I know yeah. what's going on. Right. You know, and again, and I most of the time am leading the ride, you know, if especially if it's my ride. I mean, and I take it more seriously, I think, than what people would understand or think. 
you know, because I don't want nobody getting hurt on my ride. Yeah. And so I'm the point guy, and I usually have somebody next to me, whether it's you, whether it's T, even analog, who understands if you're going to be that guy, you're like a wingman, and you're just as kind of responsible, too, to let people know you know, behind you. So if I'm going and I see it's clear and I give a hand, like, go, go, you know, same as whoever's next to me. So if you want to be that guy, you you have to take on a little more responsibility to look out for other people. Yeah, there's definitely instances where I feel that breaks down sometimes. Like that one time we were on Delancey uh, by the bike lane going back to the bridge. Yeah. And I, I crossed Allen Street mm. or whatever it was, and – I as I crossed, I saw like a big SUV flying by, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't like notice till the end, so I didn't like mention it to Francisco." And I'm like, "Oh God, I hope he sees it. I hope he sees it." He of course did, but yeah. like that was the moment when I was like, I saw it as I was in the middle, like, "Oh, this guy's coming fast." Right. So I hope you know. So part of that right. too is like experienced riders have of to course. understand. Pretend I wasn't there to maybe yeah. give you a little pointer. Yeah. Like how to maneuver, you know, maneuver through traffic, and, and you can't get too comfortable. You can't ever let your guard down. You know, you, the minute you think that way, you know, that's usually when something happens. You know, and I see that happening a lot of times where guys, a close call happens, and they're like, "Oh man!" Like, I, you know, like I wasn't really paying attention. I'm like, "Yeah, you have to always pay attention." You know, we may act like yeah. we're like not like that's the thing like it's it's like it's piloting a plane it's like anything listen you watch a great ice skater they make it look so easy right yes do you know how hard it is to fuck ice skate dude well to, i mean there, there was a guy on the yeah. ride today that um francisco was telling me he was on the the a z10 yeah. like an old school giant uh, wheeled unicycle really? and he was struggling at tw- around 20 miles an hour to sort of keep up with tom's pack wow. and I'm, I'm like you know I think there's moments where you need to kind of push yourself when you're that new. Yeah. But I was just like... Could his wheel go faster? Yeah, it can go like 31. Oh, okay. But like he was... I still don't he know. Was, you could tell he was like sweating at 20. Oh, wow. You know, he, he's a month and a half riding. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, and that's the thing. But I think the only way you're going to get that experience is you have to just ride. You got to keep yeah. getting out there. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of guys make. They get a little too cocksure, a little too ahead of themselves. Right. Oh, I've been riding for six months. Yeah. I had a guy they tell think me. they're like a professional. I had a guy tell me he's been riding for two and a half years. Right. As he was spouting some really um, dumb stuff on right. the internet about how much, how little he knows for the amount of time he's been right. engaged in the, right. you know. So yeah. well, it depends. You know, it's like uh, our old friend VT used to say, you can't have empty miles. Right. You got to really put in the work. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like anything. It's like the, what do they say? It's the 10,000 hour rule and that's universal, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, if you ride enough, but it doesn't mean that you're going to, you're never going to be as good as you want to be or think you are because of everything that comes at you. Yeah. You know, because you can't control the outside elements. So once you put yourself into the arena, that's it, you know, and you've got to be aware yep. of, you know, all the possibilities that you, you know, you don't want to think about it, but obviously you've got to be really aware of your surroundings and you've got to be on point. Like just today coming back, because today 
classic day, spring day, New York City. They had some five-borough bike marathon thing. They mm. had people out everywhere today. And a disaster of a day if you're not really paying attention. A lot of people were riding. Crazy like, like Bicycles, pedestrians. Crazy. All the typical right. spots were packed so with people, right? So if you're going to be out on a day like today, I would... In a mil- forget it. I'll take a Friday night ride over a Sunday afternoon, you know, like the first Sunday yeah. when everyone's out. It's just too many people. It's too much. And, you know, they see us, especially people that aren't familiar with what we do, and they, they panic. They freeze, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah. like, yo, bro, just keep riding your bike. Just keep, you know, like don't stop, you know, because we're coming through. So it's, it's interesting too because I was thinking about like newer riders and you sort of see these uh, caricatures of people now uh, where like I think there's someone made a, like a TikTok video about this. T sent it to me uh, or like Instagram reel. It was like this is what e-boarders look like and he was like looking like an e-boarder and like right. always like that 30 degree stance forward. Oh yeah, that like uh, I'm going 100 miles an hour down yeah, the mountain. Yeah, and th- but then the last one was like a uni guy and it was like geared up like Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a banana seat like just leaning straight like a wow. twig yeah. uh, a lot of people gear up I think way too much um, yeah. but uh, people it's funny because forever it's been like this but now it's like more prevalent people want it to be so socially acceptable Yeah. like how do you feel about that I feel like I don't need it to be I, no. I just do it because I like doing it I don't no. care if you if the, if the whole world knows about it yeah. or doesn't or yeah. accepts it or doesn't I don't care I think People get a little too obsessed with what they're doing Mm. and they think that everyone else should be as interested. And right, imagine if it was skiing and you acted like that. Well, anything at all times, you're telling your friends how how, like (laughs) dressing up like you're on the slopes, right? (laughs) At all times, I mean, like a ski bro. I've never had a hobby in my life that became my identity, yeah. And I'm a guy who's done a lot of different things, even professionally. But none of my professions are how people identify me as. Sure. Like, even when I was a DJ, like, yeah, people knew I was a DJ, but I was still Kevin. (laughs) I was still, (laughs) you know, if anything, just that loud, crazy New York guy, which I totally prefer over being, oh, he's a DJ. Oh, he's a chef. Oh, he's a, you know, it's like, so I think what happens with a lot of these guys is they get so obsessed with whether it's riding a wheel. I, I, I think I see it even more with the bike guys. And it's weird. Yeah. It's more weird with the bike guys because our friend, uh, Mark Rebier was asking me about it and he was like, oh, so, so that's that bike. That's that right. bike. Like, what is the differences? And I was, right. and I, and I, he was asking. He's like, "Oh, I think I'm interested in an Onyx." And I was like, "Yeah, but he, because he said the phrase, I'm starting to dabble into the motorcycle world." Yeah. And I was like, "Mark, listen, if if you're gonna go there, go the whole hog yeah. and buy There's a no real dabbling. motorcycle." And he was like, "Well, why is that?" I go, "Well, a couple reasons. Like, I think e-bikes are fun. I'm not against them at all, but I was like." Especially in this city, I, was, I pointed out something he never thought about. I was like, these guys, they go out to lunch with each other. They, they have to lock their bike up and they're afraid it's going right. to get stolen. And I was like, look, if they steal it, it's just a stolen bicycle, right. with, a bicycle. A, with a motor, right? right? 
Uh, but if you have a real motorcycle right. that's registered, right. it's Grand Theft Auto. Well, they you steal also it. have insurance. It gets covered. Yeah. This right. stuff is still a gray area. and It's the most annoying thing in the world is to go to like drinks or lunch with an onyx or suron oh, guy they take because, forever well they're no they're always like and if they're you're talking with watching their bike right they have yeah. to look out the window oh, and know. see if someone's yeah. trying to steal their yeah. bike yeah but i i have noticed that and you know i mean listen god bless you whatever you're into you're into but i think a lot of guys it becomes like their entire identity yeah and, and that to me is really weird like yeah like you can, you should be able to just like really enjoy something a lot, right? And it not take over, right? Well, I think it's just weird for us because maybe it's just the New York scene, but like, uh, it's not. It's it's really everywhere. But, but oh, like yeah. when it does become our identity, yeah. it's bizarre because it's like, um, I don't know. The analogy is like it, you're like becoming obsessed with being like the second rate thing. Like I said, like if you're an e-bike guy. It's not a real motorcycle, right? So you you you're like forming like a, a, a makeshift e bike gang right. of sorts. Well, but think about it. With about a bicycle with a motor, think like it. it just gets weird. The bikers hate you. The right. bicyclists hate you even more. Oh, that's right. It's true. So you are now like in your own like classification, and so the weird thing about you or the good thing about unis is a unicycle is so sort oh, of like true. unique and clowny. Totally a bit. different. So so there aren't. It's you're an oddity, right? So people always ask, like, right. does the NYPD care? Right. Like, you know, they see you. I'm like, dude, I run red lights all the time in front of NYPD. They don't care. Right. They're like, that's so. They either think that's so interesting, or you got a lot of balls, or right. like, no one's ever like, hey, let me write you a ticket because they're just. Well, it's it's so odd to it's, them. It's not as intrusive as a bike. Right, bikes it's can just, be very it's just intrusive. Me. You know, people. You know, you know. Even, you know what a bike is? It registers in your brain, right? And the way guys ride a lot of these bikes, they're very aggressive, and it freaks. And, the, and they don't out. have a history of riding bikes before that, right? And and so there's that you have to be, you know, concerned with. Um, but you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like me personally, with my board, you know, I've always been the guy to make my board more interesting than I care that it is, hmm. because then it's like. Then people that see it, they're like, "Oh, wow! It's it's fun. It's, it's less dip, aggressive, right? You know, it's there's music, there's lights. You know, it's, it's kids often come by with their oh, parents, and and, kids, you're, and you're like, come, let them try it. it on. Jump on it, sit on it. I give them like little Mario go kart rides, right? And you know, I mean, that's to me, that's the best way. So people aren't like, oh, is this asshole on this thing in my way, right? You know, whereas the bike guys, you know, they can get in people's way. It's like they have like Batman syndrome. They need to look like they're on a yeah, you know yeah. It's like the Dark Knight Rises. But that's what I'm saying. Even even I don't see it so much with skaters, but even with the wheel guys, I see a lot of like you know wannabe like uh, Marvel action figure guys. <laughs> the the biggest you know? downside to the uni people is like the Karens out there who are like they're like. Uh, protection nazis yeah they're always like they see you for half a second without a helmet or, or your wrist guards half on they're like <laughs> wear your gear and then freak out and you're like you're a grown man with well, a wife and kid what are you doing when i first started riding a boosted board and i showed up and i'm wearing like shorts and a t-shirt i had sneakers on it wasn't like flip-flops but i easily yeah. could have wore flip-flops and they were like oh my god where's your helmet and i looked at these guys like are you joking? I'm like, 
because Ford <laughs> goes 22 miles an hour. Like, I rode a longboard that went faster than this. Like, yeah. <clears throat> with nothing on. So, but, you know, at least it's, that... It's your choice. It's... Yeah. But you know, that, that, that went down, you know. I think only just recently in the unicycle world has it calmed down a bit. Yeah. In certain pockets. Like, you know, I have to attribute certain people or dealers who are okay with promoting content that mm. showcases someone not looking like Iron Man. Right. I think it's made people just realize, like, this is much more commonplace than yeah. you care to think it is, you know? Listen, people ride bicycles all the time without a helmet. They yeah. they rent city bikes, electric city bikes, and you're not required Part to wear a, a helmet. Yeah. So, listen, if you don't want to wear a helmet, God bless you. You don't have to wear a helmet. Yeah. But if you want to ride fast and aggressive, you want to be like more of a daredevil type rider, it's in your best interest to gear up. I think when you get to like a really interesting sort of high level place of riding an electric unicycle like we do, like right. we call it like a team level. Right. right. Then it's a bit weird if you don't have gear on because we're, we're doing very fast speeds in and around traffic. Right. Like, you know, if you do screw up, you at least want to just be able to get up and walk away from right. it, you know, because it, it could happen. Right. Uh, I like to think we're like um, in that one Godzilla film where they, this is a really cool scene where it's like the music cuts out in the film mm. and there's these like guys, armed force guys who jump out of a plane, but it's like silent <laughs> and they're like, they're just parachuting down to, right. by the cover of night, to infiltrate mm. and attack. Like that's sort of like us at the higher level. Like we're just the psychos right. who will ride these things. Right. So, you know, I'm pretty minimalist. Kind of, like, yeah. I would like wrist, my knee shin, right. and then my helmet. Right. You know, I found when I fall, I, there are, I don't really fall. I hit my hip a lot, actually. So, yeah. like, I tend to like roll to the yeah. side and hit my yeah. hip. So, I, I've, I don't wear it, but I've bought some like um, Kevlar shorts. Yeah. But I don't know. I, right. I'm just like, I can't be bothered. It's like, I know I'm good enough, a good enough rider, and I've fallen a few times at high speed to know yeah. what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I'm not saying it'll never happen. I'm mm. just saying, like, the odds so far have proven that my reaction time, my skill right. is at, enough to. And, and my own, like, hesitancy when need be like hey there's no reason to run this red light well like let me just hold back something feels like maybe i should hang on here right and that's that comes with experience of riding because there are some red lights you easily run there are some you don't you know there are some that you think about running and then you and then you don't and then you're like go good thing i didn't right you know right and so it's uh you know i mean for me i've had it's always my elbows i cut so I've mm. had three yeah, you had a- actual falls in over four and a half years of rides. And I have a scar here. I have a scar here. You know, so it's just So why elbows. don't you wear elbow pads? They're uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like them. Exactly. Yeah, I just don't. And I don't care. Like, it's not like I'm breaking my elbows, but I, that's, the, yeah. that's my area where I tend to land because I'm a tuck and roll guy. So whenever I'm going down, I instinctly do this. So obviously my elbows are sticking out. Right. And, you know. I mean, you should wear your gear. We're not Every, saying don't. Oh, no, definitely. I think everybody wear should wear. Wear as much or as little as you want. As, and, and as much as you're comfortable wearing. I, I remember there were a lot of guys in the beginning over wearing, like wearing yeah. too much gear. And then they just weren't 
it, it kind of restricted them. And you want to be as free and loose as you can be yes. to be one with what you're riding. You know, it's like that kid the first day of school and like those, you know, uncomfortable clothes. You yeah. Know? It's Especially like, in my realm. It, it, it's like everyone has found the cheapest like Fox Sports. Um, well, that's the other thing. Chest, arm. Like, right. it's like. That's what I call the Iron Man look. It's, well, like it's that, too much. There was a guy today at HQ uh, that Hanson oh. was riding with. And he was covered brand, from head brand to Brand new rider. I would argue you're less right. prone to a big accident like that yeah. when you're new. Well, You're but, not going that fast. But it was, I mean, uh, I think it's great that he's geared up. But I told him he needs to at least fall down a couple times because it just looked too nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, the guy who, like, is so overly protective with yeah. his helmet. It's a helmet, bro. There's some guys. Who, it's gonna get scratched. It's gonna oh, get yeah, nicked. Dirty. It's gonna get dinged. It's a helmet. Like it's not a showpiece. You know. There are some guys I've met around the U.S. ridden with them where they're much older. Mm. So wearing all that gear feels more appropriate because they're like, "Yo, if I fall and break a hip, right. I'm out." Right. Right. So that makes sense. But if like you're, you know, under fifty or around fifty and below, like what are you, and, and don't have any ailments, right. like what are you doing? It's right. like. I don't. I, you just don't need that much. You, you don't need. You that learn much. how much, where you yeah. fall, how you fall. Yeah. Well, think about it. I when mean, you fall, you know, you, you definitely want your head protected. Yeah, that's for know, sure. And 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 gloves at least at a minimum, so you're not ripping your hands up when you go to do something. Right. You know, um, I don't know what a chest protector is going to do for you. So I see these guys yeah. wearing like this full catcher's outfit, it looks like. Honestly, I, I know like, what it that's is. That's motocross stuff. They're... I used to ride motocross. That's motor. That's for like, you know what that's for? When you fly off your dirt bike and you like fly into a tree. Yeah. Like that's literally what that's for. But these guys, they, they won't admit it, but I know what it is because I felt that pull when I first got into this. Yeah. You realize you could wear it, and you and you've never worn it, and they're uh, they get into they're like, oh, I could wear this costume and feel well, that's kind of like a something interesting. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think it also gives a lot of guys a false sense like, of security. Yeah, you're like, you're larping to some degree. And listen, you could wear a bulletproof vest and still get killed getting shot. So yeah. it's there's no guarantee. Like uh, you know, like when Julian, our friend who rides the Onyx, right. he generally is pretty almost gearless aside from his helmet. Yeah. But if he's going to like a, a John Angel race, he'll put on the he's got it he's got the thousand yeah, dollar like right. he'll put it on. Right. Well, so he's gonna go do a drag race in an illegal yeah. drag race in a tunnel. He's yeah. there. He's, well, he's that's that's where it applies. I think it's important in that situation because if you're trying to like push the limits, then yeah, you definitely better have some protective gear on. Right. And especially if you're riding, you know, listen, a pack of bikes. Nothing ever good happens in a pack of bikes. Which actually weirdly reminds me of, why don't you tell us, because it's fun, the story of um, <clears throat> our famous night at Joe's Pizza, where oh, the frat boys tried to <laughs> tried to start something they couldn't, they well, couldn't finish. First of all, they, we show up, and one of the guys is like having a full-blown argument with what was clearly... A female and homeless, like a homeless female, so these, like these frat guys who are at this pizza this place is, out, this is out front. Like how either out of touch this guy was or drunk or whatever, he thought it was a guy. Now, I thought young people are supposed to be a little more 
progressive and yeah. hip to this shit. <laughs> I'm a 55-year-old guy, and I could clearly see that was a female. That wasn't a man. And he was, like, talking to this person like it was a guy. And then once he realized it, he was like, oh, I'm just... Like, that was his excuse, though, for being a dick, because he thought it was a guy. Yeah. And was... then once he realized it wasn't a guy, then he tried to, like, backtrack. There was, like, this weird apology thing oh, that happened. Oh, it was terrible. It was so cringeworthy. And then it kind of died, but the one friend of his then, because he's another drunken idiot, like, bangs into your wheel and knocks it over. All right. And so I, I walk over to him, and I, in my head, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I just want to play with him a little bit. Right. So I'm like... Hey man, like, what the hell? Like, right? Like, what why are you, you knocking doing? my stuff over? Right. And he like, and then said he, the wrong thing. Oh, then then he was then he was like, oh well. What do you say? He 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 was like, oh, your little gay wheel some or whatever. Batman, what gay Batman or something? Yeah, he he know, made some, some weird random. And I was just like, wrong answer. <laughs> he could have been like, oh, sorry, bro. Right, I'm sorry, my bad. I didn't see it there. I and mean, I, it's not the end of the world, especially after he just his friend just had this. Terrible thing just happened where his friends like apologizing. Yeah, it was terrible. It was so bad. So I I, I talked back at him and told him that he was acting like an idiot yeah. or whatever. And next thing you know, wow, <laughs> Julian comes out of nowhere. And then, I mean, he's next to me, just right. telling this guy to back up, and he he's he's sort of it's a little more elevated than right. where I was. And then Obi Wan Kenobi comes out of right. nowhere. One of our new riders, cool guy. What's his name? I forget. <laughs> I don't, I'm calling him Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Old Ben. Yeah. I, I said he looked like uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. From the latest movie. I, I'm talking to the guy, and he comes... He's like, a nice guy. He's flying like Superman with his arm out. Yeah, he comes like... And he's like as big as me. Now, I'm Stan... Me, the guy, right? Who's always supposedly... How you tall know, are into you? Shit. I'm 6'4". He's easily the same height as me in size. I'm standing off the side trying to have a nice piece of pizza, and I have a glass bottle of Coke in my hand. So, all of a sudden, he then throws his arm in to, like, hit the guy, and everyone falls into, like, our guy's bikes. The bikes <laughs> fall over. So, now I look at my friend. I'm like, you know, the classic hold my beer, only it's hold my Pepsi, yeah. my Coke. Yeah. So, now I got to get in the fray, because I don't know if this guy who just started a fight can actually finish a fight. And then it just, you know, and I wound up walking the two idiots you halfway a full-on brawl. Yeah. Well, and at that point, I think they realized, oh, we just got ourselves really into some shit, and we just yeah. need to go home, wherever that may have been. I like to imagine the next day that one of those guys was out with some friends in the city, oh. and they saw like a guy on a unicycle, and they were like, hey, look at that dumb little right. toy. Man. And one of his buddies was like, hey, 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 don't mess with those guys. Listen, let me tell you a story. <laughs> yeah, those guys are definitely not the guys to play with. But it was just, you know, typical... You know, stupid, you know, but this is what happens. You're going to encounter, you know, there's more of that when we stop. We really don't have encounters right, when we're while riding. we're going. It's always some random little, but for the most part, I think we have actually good interactions with people. Yeah. And for me, especially, I'm playing music. People want to start dancing when they're walking through the crosswalk. So it's, you know, it's keep it light and easy. Yeah. But whenever we stop somewhere for a little too long, that's usually... You know, the mayhem ensues. Right. So. But, you know, I mean, again, that's kind of part of it. You know, that's that's the fun of it, you know. So, you know, you got to 
also just be prepared for whatever's going to happen. I don't recommend, you know, just doing stuff like that. You know, like this yeah. guy he was a new guy who was with us, and I think he was just, you know, trying to like, you know, be he like one excited. of the guys. He got excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm like, all right, bro. Though, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to beat up people that don't need to be beaten up. Like that's my thing. Yeah. Like I've gotten into it with a few people, and I. I I literally, I've, I punched one guy in the last five years, and it was some idiot in Rockaway Beach. I was there with Ernesto and T, and the guy just, he he threatened to hit me with a Heineken bottle, which was in his <laughs> hand, and he said he was going to smack my sunglasses, and, you know, so you don't want to mess Don't touch your sunglasses. Don't mess with my sunglasses. <laughs> They're, They're sunglasses. very expensive. Um, so, you know, but it, it, it's not something I would want to do, you know, and you yeah. really don't, you can avoid it. You know, people, people get into it. They get into it verbally, and that's usually more than it needs to be, you know. It happens. That's what happens whenever you get a group of guys together, you know. And not everyone's always going to get along, but it doesn't have to end in bloodshed, you know. And especially now what's going on in New York City, you know. It's like we're back in the 80s, right? It's it's. How would you compare? Oh, you lived here in the 80s. Oh, no, it's definitely... I was saying early 90s for a while, but I'm going, I'm going to say mid 80s. Okay. Yeah, which was bad. It was really bad. So, especially the Bronx. The Bronx is like yeah, 70s. Like, okay, so what was it like in the 80s? Like, talk about crime and stuff. So, like, describe what I didn't live here in the 80s. I well, was very young and living in Florida. <laughs> you know, the crack epidemic is what really fueled it. So, there was a lot of petty crime. Sure. So. You know, there was a lot of breaking into cars, a lot of robbery, just simple. Yeah. You can, you know, you taking your wallet, crack for 10 bucks, you're set, you know. Right. So, you know, whereas now it seems like um, it's a lot of violent crime, you know, a lot of gang related. Oh, yeah. The yeah. gang stuff is way more prevalent now than ever in New York City. It it reminds me of the gangs of the West Coast, which were always way more prevalent and way more organized. When I I mean when I was young I was in a gang, but a gang when I was young was just a group of guys who hung out and went to clubs together. Like we didn't hang out on street corners like plotting, you yeah. know, robberies. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like Saturday night fever, you know. Right. Let's, let's go drive by the rival gangs hangout. You know, it wasn't about that. So, but now the gang thing and the drug trade and, and I, I said this when they wanted to legalize marijuana, that that was probably going to have a really negative effect with the crime and the drug and the, the gangs, because that's how gangs make money. Yeah. And if you legalize, you know, what they've been doing forever you're kind of putting them out of business. And now their market shrinks. So now they're fighting over smaller territories. Oh, okay. I would assume they would move on to different drugs. No, it's not how it works. Okay. You're, you're, you're giving them way too much credit for their entrepreneurial skills. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Trust me, the average drug dealer is not the brightest guy in the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. And the worst part about most of them is they wind up, especially if it's hard drugs, they wind up getting addicted to what they're doing. And that's when mm. they get sloppy. But I think that's the problem now because I'm seeing it a lot, even where I am in, in Bed-Stuy. I would say it's almost all gang-related. 
it's very rare that somebody, hey, fuck you, I'm going to shoot you with a gun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. There was a story I heard last night of the news. And first of all, I don't know what you're doing hanging out at, what is that, Buster's? Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. Yeah. There's actually a Dave and Buster's in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two guys got into it, and a guy literally stabbed the guy to death inside of Dave and Buster's. And they, were like, they didn't know each toy. other. I'm like, what are you fighting over a fucking Cupid doll? Like that, or he wanted the Dance Dance Revolution tickets? Is that what's the, I, don't yeah, know. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, but the crime, it's bad. So you know, people have to just be really. Do you do you carry protection when you ride around? No. Nah. Oh. I mean, I have. You know what? I've I don't always, carry any protection. I I have what I always have had with me on my body. It's nothing illegal. It's perfectly legal to carry. It'll be your fists. Well, no, I mean, aside from my fists, I'm saying, but you, you know, you can legally carry a knife in New York City under a certain size. Yeah, it's like your your right. hand or whatever. Yeah, and it doesn't three so, inches. So, and that's really more just as a, you know, if somebody's gonna do something stupid. Oh, okay, yeah. I got something too. So, do yeah, you wanna, do do you really want to do this? You know, I, I I have I'm not gonna mention what it is, but I have something I keep on me that right. allows me to sort of get out of a situation that's, that's the key. i'm not trying to engage in no. combat i'm trying no. to like stun someone right. and get out well the, i think the biggest mistake people make is they always underestimate how fucking crazy the other person is yes so that's always when you see in the news you're like that guy thought he could just say something mm, slick mm. and the other guy <laughs> well there was a story up. the other day two guys got into it in the subway and they were fist fighting and the one guy was beating the hell out of the other guy to the point where the other guy went, oh, shit, I better shoot this guy. Right. And he killed the guy. The other guy was beating him up good. But listen, that's why, you know, you don't come to a fist fight. You know, one guy's got a gun. You know, if you're going to get into it that way with somebody, you better knock him out and get the hell out of there. Because right. then the guy just takes a gun out and shoots you. So it doesn't even matter how good of a fight you are. You know, I mean, you're going to get killed over some stupid shit. And the subways are a disaster. So, oh, yeah. You know, I've been riding my point about I mentioned earlier about working with Ernesto at Cali, which I've been working with Ernesto on a part time basis, helping him out since December. I started riding the subway in December. Complete freak show. <laughs> oh, like. If I were to have recorded just the, I, you know, two, three days a week that I would ride up there, oh, yeah. my God. And I would tell Ernesto when I'd get to the shop, and he would think I'm exaggerating. And then he rode the subway, like, with his wife, like, on a Saturday night. And he, like, he was like, you're not exaggerating. I totally get it. He's like, it's so crazy. And I'm like, I told you, bro. But it was really bad in December. Like homeless women, half naked in the cars, like defecating and living in the cars. Ugh. It was just the smell. It was horrendous. That took about till I'd say, you know, we got a new mayor. And then by January, they started cleaning up. The, literally, there were people sleeping. I have a picture of a guy, yeah. and it looks like somebody tucked him in. And he has, like, a, <laughs> it's a kid's blanket, like, with Star oh, no, Wars characters. No, no. Oh, and he's perfectly tucked in. It's crazy. So that's how bad yeah. it was. And by, by late January, it seemed like they were starting to get a handle on it. But the subway is really bad. So you got to be really careful. So I tell people, well, get, a, get a PEV, you know? Well, and this is why. This is, you know, and I, you know, 
it, it's sad that it comes to that, but I think that, you know, people should definitely uh, find a better option than riding the subway. Yeah, I, I wish yeah. my wife would. Yeah. She knows how to ride. I wish she yeah. would ride it to work, but she's afraid of the traffic, the, oh, whole, I know. the whole thing. But the subway is, and, and listen, I'm 6'4", 235, and I had a guy who came, like, running up at me like he was threatening to push me onto the subway truck. Oh, man. So if some guy's going to try it out with somebody like me, I mean... You can have anybody. Anybody. So if you're going to ride the subway in New York City, stay away from the tracks, put your back up against something, be completely aware, don't be on your phone, don't with the, you know. The phone thing is a problem. People who are like of like lower middle income and up always on those phones. They don't think anything bad is going to ever happen to them. Every time I go, even go on the train, and you had that guy recently, he put on a gas mask, he blew off a thing, he shot the guy. Because everyone's staring at their phone. Every time I get on the train, that's all I see. 99% of the people, literally. Like, nobody's paying attention to their surroundings. You're crazy. You are creating yourself. You are becoming the perfect profile of a victim because you're not paying attention. I listen to music with my headphones, but my phone's in my pocket. Sometimes I got to tell friends of mine if we're just walking down the street... I uh, see them like on their phone in the middle of the like crosswalk. I'm like, hey, get off your phone in the crosswalk. Oh, yeah. Like, w- excuse me? I'm like, oh, yeah. listen, uh, forget crime. If someone's like running a red or whatever, right. you're not like, paying attention. You, you have no idea. You're dead. Like, you're assuming that they're supposed to just follow perfectly the letter of the law. And yeah. that is not happening in New York City by any stretch of the imagination right now. No. I mean, I know they're trying now, they're trying to turn it around, but. They got a long way to go. And I don't know if you heard about this. The big prison downtown Chinatown. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, they're trying to demolish it. Oh, yeah. I remember when uh, the mayor was trying to become the mayor, he was like, I promise I won't tear down the prison downtown. And now they're trying to tear it down. It's going to take like seven years or something crazy. Because they're trying to they're gonna demolish Rikers. And they're going to demolish this. Yeah, well. And they're going to build other... Make a, that'll make a nice... Uh, be condos know, Mansions. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A beautiful island. Think about I it. I hope no ghosts uh, live on the island. Oh, I'm sure there's, there'll be plenty. That, plenty. It's, <laughs> who's... Like, it's going to be some, like, rich idiots who move there one day... Oh, yeah. And live in these condos on Rikers Island. And they're oh, like, yeah. have you been to Rikers? It's nice. Oh, Rikers. <laughs> you could take the ferry. No, they'll rename it. They will. Oh, they will. That's have what New York to. does. They, right. They'll rename it to something else. But they'll still call it Rikers. If you didn't know, Rikers Island is our, our big prison here in town. Well, it's it's the holding cell before you go upstate to the Yeah, big to, to the penitentiary. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's not a place you want to wind up. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a jail that feels like a prison. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. The conditions are terrible. The guards are on the take. There's drugs there. There's gangs. It's really trust me. You want to avoid that. People always talk about getting arrested in New York and having to go to the tombs. Tombs are a piece of cake. Yeah, you know that's where you just get basically booked and you see the judge the next morning. It's, it's the well, piece not of during COVID. Remember, it was like they were backed up like two years. Well, and that's the other problem. And so the criminal element has completely taken advantage of that. Yeah, there's a uh, a woman who works with me uh, at my job, and her she told me her husband works for SVU, mm. 
And I was like, oh, so he's like, like the show. And mm. she like laughed. And she's like, no, but it's real. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's of course, of course it it's sucks. real. And she said, it, you know, it's gotten way, way, way worse for oh. sexual crime and stuff oh. like that. I mean, I just saw a report. I mean, every category is up like double digits, Ugh. some 30, 40%. So, I mean, you know, I mean, this is what happens in New York. And, you know, I've been here my whole life. Right. I saw how it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s. I've seen it yeah, ebb and flow. I've seen it go mm. through its lean times. I've seen it go through its mean times. It's good times. Because <laughs> the good times weren't that good. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. Because, you know, when they did a, a major cleanup in the early 90s, when Giuliani got elected, it, then it got too sterilized. And that's kind of what killed the club scene, which New York City was famous for, you know. And now they've created a nightclub czar and all this BS. And I'm like, yeah, 20 years too late. You know? Right. I mean, you think about it. A lot of these young guys that ride with us, too, when I was 20 years old or in my 20s, I would not be hanging out on a Friday night at HQ with a beer at, in my at hand. At a tea spot. Right. I mean... Yeah. I'd be disco napping, preparing for my first spot at around 11 p.m. Yep. And then hit the main club around 1 a.m. After hours at 5 a.m. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, so it's got to suck in that sense. That's how bad it is. Like that I can't imagine like being a young guy in New York City and not, you know, nightclubbing, going to concerts, you know, and doing yeah. all of that. Well, back to the EV thing. What do you think is the next? So we we've tried a few a few things off off of this platforms, I guess, like making interesting content in and around the EV scene, mm. the board thing. We we're we're trying some stuff, but I, I feel like it was just kind of you know we're playing, seeing yeah. what we can come up. With. But we've talked a lot about like board stuff. What do you think is like the new? I'm very up to snuff on on the uni stuff. Mm. But what's What's the next frontier for boards? What do you for the community and for like the tech? What do you think? Well, like I mentioned, I'm working with Ernesto at Cali, and yeah. uh, you know we have the XLR in full production. Uh, finally, got the Testarossa finally. red rims and uh, motor brackets from China. Only took eight months for them to actually get them here. Right? Yeah, yeah. They got lost, and it just was a nightmare. And uh, but. Now everything is pretty much in full production. And the XLR is, I mean, you know, it's way ahead of all the other, you know. There's still board companies out there, but nobody's doing anything even close. Is it 12S12P? It's or, or, or 20. 20. Well, now it, it's right now it's 18S8P. Okay. But now we're going to the 20S. 20S8P. Okay. Right. So, and I believe he was just waiting on some more supplies. So what does that mean? It just means more battery power. Does that give you potential for higher speed too? Mm, no, it doesn't really have to do with speed. It's okay. more range. More it's, range. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's kind of bragging rights. Okay. So, Yeah, well, I mean, it's important to some people. Right. Everybody wants, I want, you know. So you show up and they go... What is that? And then you go, oh, it's uh, 20S. But you wouldn't AP know unless somebody they, told you. Right. And then they go, whoa. Well, that's if. Do you, you know, see that battery a, on his board? Of, there's a lot of number nerds, I call them. 
So yeah. they're obsessed with numbers. They're obsessed with stats and, you know. Who's, who's aside from Cali, that maybe you're somewhat biased about, I think Cali's in its own sort of category we've talked about. They're sort of yeah. like the, the, the Ferrari or whatever of, of, of the industry. Without a doubt. But who else in outside of that? Because that's like Couture. Well, there's a company Who's out. Who's doing good stuff? The West Coast. The West Coast guys that race, they, uh, it's a company called Stooge Boards. Mm-hmm. They're pretty badass. Okay. You know, they're mostly fame platform. Okay. But they're, yeah, they're badass. Gotcha. So, so they're doing bamboo decks? Uh, I don't know. I think most of them are carbon, the ones I've seen. But it's a, it's a full-on racing board. Right, like you would never just boards. buy that board if you were just like a regular cruising rider. around. Oh yeah. hell no! The guy who won, they had a big race in California, which Ernesto went out for it when we were in Miami, and he gave away an XLR to the winner of the race. And the guy who won, he rides a stooge board, and he he beat unis, he beat bikes, everyone by like two seconds. Whoa. Like it wasn't even that's close. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot on a track. He just smoked everyone. Mm. So it was, yeah. Wow. And then, I don't know if you've seen when they had that lame race in Las Vegas. No. Oh, my God. It was embarrassing. The video just of the start of the race where the guys just all smashed into each other. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing. And they were racing They were racing on a go-kart track, which is like a really slippery track. Because, you know, go-karts have big, giant, wide, slick tires. Yeah. So They're on Thanes? Oh, yeah, there were guys on, even guys on ATs. And supposedly it had rained a little. I'm like, who's the genius behind this? It's a disaster. <laughs> so all you see is just... Everyone at the start line, they don't get 10 feet, and they all just crashed into each other. Maybe that was the genius. That's good content. It's like... If you want to be on, you know, Fail Armies, you know, webpage, and it was was funny, there was one guy, I guess he was the head guy, and he had to be an older guy like myself, because I could hear his adult children, like, cheering him on. (laughs) Go, Dad, go! And I was like... Oh, shit, is that the guy in the lead? He's like an old guy, which is really embarrassing for these young guys. Sure. But it was, the the race out in L.A. was really good. I forget the name of the guy who hosts it, uh, but he's like one of the big guys out there. He's He doesn't, it's some name, some random name. Mm. Um, but he is the main guy out there. And they literally did it at a real racetrack do for you, cars. Do you think like the racing thing is... Uh, sort of the future of this because we were talking earlier about how like the community is kind of the the hype of e-boarding and any PEVs I feel like it's yeah. kind of died off oh, what's yeah. going to keep what's the next frontier to, to, to re-ignite yeah. the hype well I think you would have to it's like when I was a kid BMX okay and now in order for that to continue growing it became uh, even motocross now. I mean, I turned on the TV the other day. You know, CBS is carrying like the motocross okay. international final, wow. and there's like it's amazing. It was a giant stadium. No, no, uh, the stadium where the uh, New England Patriots play, Gillette Stadium. Oh, okay. But just imagine a stadium where they take dirt and make these hills and mounds. That's and you have all the Oh, it was wild. And these guys were phenomenal. But it's the same thing like X Games for skateboarding. 
you know, you had to take it to that beyond. Huge, oh, yeah. You had to go big. Well, you know, but skateboarding is dead. Snowboarding is the thing. I mean, you think about it. Sure. Snowboarding is an Olympic sport. You know? Right. Yeah, well, actually, today that we're recording this is the, I think it's the one-year anniversary of the New York City Alley Cat race. Oh, yes. So the race that broke the mold. <laughs> the race that made the Karens come out. Well, and again, like I say, there's, you know, there's a, I, I've found now over the last couple of years of being involved in this community, um, there's a lot of just, you know, I don't even know how to describe these people. Um, but they just are not the kind of people I would want to associate with on any level. Yeah. Because they're just soft. Or they're just looking for somebody to yell at or complain about or bitch about. And I think a lot of that stems from their own insecurities and inability to do something. It's usually that, that you're projecting. Oh, totally. It's projection 101. You yeah. know, but that's sad because, you know, when I was a young guy, we all tried doing different things. And some guys were really great at certain things. We didn't hate on him for it. Yeah. You praise that guy because he could do it. Yeah. The you weirdest know. part was, um, you know, it was set up here in the city and it was like an all call to anybody who right. who thinks they're really good. Right. Show up. I was and unfortunately working that day. I would have. I would have won because there was nobody in the skateboard. skateboard. That's right. So like, th- I think it was <laughs> by like default. Just by showing up, I would have won. Thirty or forty people signed up. Yeah. But on the day, eight humans really entered. Wait, so thirty people paid to be in the race? Well, <laughs> oh okay. So they said they were going to pay when they arrived. Oh, one of those deals. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think some of them, yes, did pay and mm. they just didn't show up. Okay. Um, but yeah, then eight guys, which I would argue to this day were the eight at the time best of the oh. best of the best. Because who signs are. up? Who signs up for this? Right. You know, and still are. Yeah, and it was like, you know, that kind of race is very indicative of the New York right. sensibility, the riding style. Right. It's it, it's it's actually just a slightly more intense version right. of right. maybe our Friday night ride right. you know th- there's bigger stakes at play too you know so right. people were excited and the vibe that day you had to be there right. is, is like the expression right? right but like from the time everyone showed up it was like exciting it was a nice mm. spring day everyone yeah. was excited was to be there day. yeah and then the race began and it was like exhilarating and fun and as soon as it all ended everybody was like it was like we all just, you know, right. jumped out of an airplane together. Right. And we were like, this is like the this greatest. Awesome. Everybody, everyone who was involved was like, right. this is the most fun I've had in a long time. Right. Everyone had lunch together. <laughs> and then we gave out prizes and awards. And, and it was like, everyone's like, yo, we should do this like every week. Right. <laughs> this is so fun. Right. You know, and then uh, once the internet saw it, they like gnashing of teeth, tearing oh, of clothing. Dude, that was <laughs> they so they thought it was like some murderous event. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. That's why, for me personally, I prefer riding at night because there's no kids really on the street with parents. Yeah. But we're around all kinds of people at at all times. Actually, the daytime thing is. In in New York City, there's, there's an amazing amount of kids out past bedtime. Well, but I'm not, I'm saying like those are kids that clearly are. 
Yeah. You know, I'm saying like the daytime thing, it's a little more difficult because you got, you know, with the little kids and you got to be a lot more careful. Yeah. And I think that was part of it. So yeah. it was just like, you know, people are always looking for just whatever angle to like, you know. Oh, you could have killed that kid. Yeah, Turbo. Nobody, he... first of all, did anything. Uh, you know, listen. Yeah. And what it looks like, see, that's the difference too. It's very deceiving. When you see something mm. on video compared to being in the moment, it's totally different. The camera optics, you know, because Turbo went through that intersection. Right. And we found out later, if you, all the cameras that were rolling that day, right. Live had gone through it oh, yeah. before Turbo. Yeah. Then Turbo went through it. And then when you break down the math of how close he actually was right. to the people, you're right. like, oh, that's like more than enough space. Well, but the camera, like a GoPro. That's what I'm saying. It, you know, it doesn't really give you a good right. understanding. And you don't understand the rider. Now, Turbo is somebody who can maneuver very well on a wheel. He's yep. as big as I am, but he's very good on a wheel, and yeah. he has kids. Yeah. So, it's not like he's some reckless idiot who has no cares and no concerns yeah. and would be, like, out to... Listen, that guy's been run into by more people on city bikes than anybody I know. <laughs> true. It's like, every other week I see him, what happened? Oh, a biker ran into Oh, somebody ran into me. You know, so, I mean... Yeah. But unfortunately, this is, uh, you know, I mean, that's why, like, I, I, I haven't experienced any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you would think I would. I've not either. <laughs> so, it's... I mean, it just seems like it seems so obvious that somebody like me, because, you know, like I said, from how people perceive things and if they don't understand really the method to our madness... But yeah, if you if you had had that race in a more suburban setting, it would be much more weird. Uh, well, and it wouldn't be as exciting. So, yeah, but I mean, it would so. definitely be weird because if you if in a suburban setting, oh, that could be worse. If you were if you were near and if you were near pedestrians, it, it'd be strange. Like, it'd be strange here. There's so many people, dogs, yeah. cars, everything. everything. There's a little bit out of at all times, right? And that's why. Yeah. I mean, but we'll we'll continue to ride this way because it's just that's the New York culture. I mean, that's that's you know that is just people want to come here. They can't handle it when they come, but they always they're always the Karens on the internet later are like, hey, I want to come ride in New York. Nobody has ever moved to New York saying I want it to be just like where I'm from. Right. Why if would they you did, leave? If they did, they're here for two seconds. Why and would get you out. leave where you're from? Right. To what? To pay ten times more rent to live the same experience you live in Oshkosh, wherever. But I've met these people though. Like I, you know, earlier I've been here almost sixteen years or so. But I've met people who are like, my plan was to come to New York to live here for like a year and then get out. Okay. I don't. I don't know what. But I think those purpose that would serve. I think it. They think it helps their career or something. But or is it just? You know, those people that say, you know, at a cocktail party 20 years later, oh, I lived in New York. Yes, it's a completely what it is. Yeah. So it, you, it, just it changed started. me. I moved here and I was like, I never want to live anywhere else. Well, I think that right. I, you, I think there's like kind of there's a gray area, but there's a kind of like you love it here and or you're like, no way. Yeah, but I think people from Florida also have a better understanding of living in New York because so many people are from New York who live in mm. Florida. There's yeah. way more people from probably New Jersey that live in Florida, but the same area. So Florida is literally just like the summer spot for a lot of New Yorkers. Well, my family came from New York. 
I'm Wolf saying, Jack like, so many people, everybody in my family all wound up in Florida eventually. Yeah. And they're all there now. The, you you might end up there. Still alive. Well, I've been back and forth to Florida on numerous occasions. I lived in uh, Miami in the 90s. I when lived with Mickey Rourke? Yeah, I lived, uh, you know, for early 90s. And then I went back uh, to the West Coast. In the early, well, 2005, Sarasota, Siesta Key, beautiful. Yeah. I love Florida, you know. But if you're, time. if you're from New York, you, you know, going to Florida, it's, it's like a double vacation. Watch Tony Brasco. I'm just saying, though, <laughs> but it's like you go down there and it's not hard to be the smartest guy in the room, especially if you're in a skilled trade. Especially if you just show up to work. They're like, wow, this guy's great because it's yeah. a transient state, mm. you know. I remember my brother moved down there, and he went through like 300 people in a year that worked with him. Well, Yeah, he had a construction crew. But that's just like New York is exactly the same. Well, it, no, it's completely transient. very though. transient. No, no, no. New yeah, York but, is more transient. But, but, but the type of transients in Florida, I'm saying. But, uh, but like a lot New of drugs, a lot of drug but addicts. But New York is like people come here because they think it's interesting to come live here right. or whatever. And then they're like, yeah, nah. So I've had, I've had wow. probably more than 12 friends that I got close to that lived here oh, yeah. that eventually moved away. Oh, I've probably known a million people that have moved to New York and didn't make it and left. But, you know, yeah. they took a beat and went back home with their tail between their legs. Some did the second time around and they stayed. Yeah. But a lot of people come here and they just, it's just, it's not, you know, like, like I always joked, I used to say, you watched one too many episodes of Friends. Yeah. Like, to me, that was the worst show. Sex in the City and Friends, Friends. Two of the worst shows ever that really, it was, it just wasn't real New York living. It's not, yeah. you know. Even Seinfeld, to some extent. But at least Seinfeld, they were, you know, he didn't live in some fancy apartment. Yeah. They were all, and George was a loser, and Kramer was like a whack job. It was a little more relatable. Yeah. Elaine was and crazy. And it was Upper East Side, you know. And See, yeah. what people don't realize is back in the day, the people who lived on the Upper East Side were all like the reject kids of rich people. Yes. They were all the weird. Some of them came downtown, not many. Most of them were on the Upper East Side. So it was like a haven for neurotics and weirdos and eccentrics. Which so, later they all ended up living in a constant construction zone. Wow. When they were building that stupid Second right, Avenue right. train. Oh, that was, yeah, that was bad for a long time. It took them like 25 years to oh, build that. It's crazy. But, uh, you know, but these other shows are so like, I remember, I just remember the effect friends had and so many people yeah. had moved to New York in that point post Giuliani uh, pre 9-11 uh, it was terrible so what would you tell people who we meet them all the time on the internet or in telegram who are like I'm gonna come to New York I can't wait to come ride with you guys what what advice would you give people who are not from here who want to come ride with us or thinking of moving here and riding with us like what's the PEV ride advice well First of all, the cheap rent from the pandemic is over. The rents are back skyrocketing. Skyrocketing, yeah. It's over. So if you didn't get here like a year ago, you're going to pay through the nose. Okay. Uh, what about riding? What as would you... far as riding, yeah. listen, I think this is the best city in the world to ride. I've ridden a lot of places. Mm -hmm. I think it is the best in the sense because, you yeah, know. What makes it the best? Well, what makes it the best is... The cars here are fairly contained to a certain speed limit. 
Now, I'll give you an example. Like here, 25 is the speed limit, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of cameras, and people don't want to get those tickets. So they're a lot more aware. Now, I was in Miami in February. I swear the law is you got to go 100 miles an hour with your phone <laughs> in your hand. Yeah. If, if you don't have your phone in your hand and you're not going 100 miles an hour, you're getting a ticket. So, it's, I mean, I had a great time. But New York is actually, I think, the safest place to ride as far as the cars go. And we have a lot of access to roads and areas that if you need to take a bike lane, you can take a bike lane. Yep. So I think it's the best place. And it's just exciting, you know, and especially for people that are not from here, you know. And the, and the views are great, too. Like, you know, when I shot uh, that yeah. video with Tashawn yeah. on the S20. Yeah. I mean, there's it came out really beautifully, you know, props to myself. But, yeah. But really, it's the New York architecture yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's just, like, so gorgeous. Like, yeah. we take it, you know, we, oh, totally for granted sometimes. Totally. But we're riding around. Sometimes I like to stop and remember, man, we get to look at all of this right. amazing stuff right. as we ride around right. through a city where you might ride in Kansas or wherever you live. And I'm sure you love it there or whatever. Right. But it's, like, it's not the same. You don't not get to see you. the history right. that's here, like, right. just the, in, the interesting stuff happening. It's... Well, it's pretty unique. My most recent ride I did, we went, you know, through Brooklyn, and then we went over to the Kosciuszko Bridge, mm-hmm. which is really nice at night. Because I, I say Kosciuszko. It's Kosciuszko. But it's it's Polish. It's Kosciuszko. I know, but it's, it's called Kosciuszko. It's a, is it one of those troop throop things? I guess. Houston, Houston. <laughs> but uh, it's great because the view of the city, like, you know, you go to some cities and their skyline is... Less than 10 buildings. Yeah. Now, because of how much they've built in Brooklyn, I mean, the skyline is, it's like this giant, <laughs> it doesn't end. It's amazing. And yeah. the view from there, you really see it. Because you get it all the way from uptown, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn. Right. So it's, it's really nice. You know, riding at night, it, it's a different vibe. You know, daytime riding, of course, totally different feel. Yeah. It's fun, but nighttime riding it gives you this energy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something else. Yeah, but it's not for everyone. Not not, not all the newer guys. Prop they would never show up. I don't think to yeah. it's like a dark nighttime ride in the well, city. I I've literally had some guys say I don't like riding at night because I have terrible vision. Ugh. Well, sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess that <laughs> I can't could. help you. You know, yeah. don't. Yeah, you know? don't put yourself in that situation. Right. I mean, I remember one guy I used to ride with, and I only saw him in the day. I said, why don't you come for a night ride? Oh, I can't really see. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so when someone's coming here to, say, visit us, and they think that they're ready to tackle New York, what, what would you say to them? But, I, I mean, you, you have to come here with your wheel or your whatever. Yeah, of course. There's no place renting them. I get, all the time I get messages. People are like, I'm going to come ride with you. I'm like, okay. How? Come on, they'll they'll ship their wheel or whatever. Okay, we can um, do what we do. We but do you think rent a vehicle and do you, drove do you think to they'll Florida. make it? I always feel like I'm like, hey, you don't understand what it is, but I hope you come and like experience it with yeah. us, so that you can. I hope I hope when people come, they walk away with like, wow, that is something as unique as they say and right. special as they say. It was tough for me to maybe handle it, yeah. but I look forward to trying again. Or you know, yeah. well. I think it's like anything in that sense. If you're really into it, you know, you're going to you're gonna want to ride. Listen, you want to ride with the best, right? Yeah. And I'm sorry. At this point, 
I've ridden in all the other cities, and my best friends have ridden in all the other cities I haven't ridden in. Mm-hmm. So they're fun, some of them. But there's no comparison. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Even the guys, my friend went to ride in L.A. They don't even ride in the street in L.A. Well, we kind of did a little bit when I went out there last summer, and there was a couple of guys who thought they understood the New York whatever, right? And then I, I was riding in the street at night with them, and they were just like, how, how, right. how right. do you have the like balls to You're ride like that? You're riding with the cars? Yeah, and they were like, I, I've, like I've never seen someone go so fast. Yeah. I'm like, we have the same wheel. What do you mean? No. Well, even <laughs> when Ernesto was in L.A., he said, yeah, it's a, it's a different culture. You know, yeah. it's it's okay. They don't have to yeah. do that out there. Well, I'm just saying, but that's, yeah. you know, I'm not saying it's better. We're just, it's different level, you know. So if you're going to come here, you got to really have your freaking game face on, you know. It's not, yeah. yeah. you could get hurt doing Tom's ride. You could get hurt doing a slow Sunday, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. Could, you could, Guys were crashing into each other today, going five miles an hour. You know, nobody got hurt, but you could get hurt. Yeah. So, again, it's one of those things that if you're going to do it, you know, you got to go full on. <laughs> yeah. You can't half step, you know. So, totally. but, oh, I listen, I always welcome people. I want people to come. Yeah. Know? I really want people to come out. And I like with new us. people. Yeah. You know, I get... A little bored riding with the same people. So it's good to have new blood. It's good to have, you know, people that are into it. Remember we had uh, Jesse and his wife. Um, Where were they Miles. from? San Francisco? Yeah, they came out and they rode and uh, they impressed me. I mean, I don't... He was good. Yeah, I don't know. He kept leaving his wife behind. I was nice enough to <laughs> slow down and let her know where to go. Yeah, they were great. They are awesome. Yeah. Good, good at riding. Um, yeah. They, so they're like one of the people I know. They know what it's like right. to come from where they're from, come out here and make the ride, uh, you know, a good time for them. And they yeah. truly get it now. Yeah. You know, not that they were confused necessarily, but so like that, that was a fantastic experience. I encourage anybody yeah. to come out and ride with us. I think it'll be interesting to see now that COVID is kind of, you know, ended. Depending on who you talk to. To see if people will start coming to New York to ride. Because we were having yeah. people come pre-COVID. Right. You know, I remember people, part, you know, coming here. Uh, but then once COVID hit, you know. Yeah, it calmed all that down. I mean, there were local guys that stopped riding. And I remember, oh, you guys are still riding? Bro, you're outside. By You're yourself. separated yeah, yeah. by at least 10 feet of space. And everyone's wearing a, a astronaut <laughs> right. helmet. Well, helmets are... You're going to get COVID just sitting at home. Trust me. Yeah. And that's what most people did. So you, you didn't go out. You didn't do anything. You gained 50 pounds and you still got COVID. Yeah. What's the lesson? Well, <laughs> the lesson is you should have more fun and come ride. Listen, you better have fun because you never know... What's coming, you know? You know, so. It's true. COVID, whatever, you know? What's the next thing that's going to come? And then you're going to shut down your life again? Come on. That's no way to live your life. You know, you got to get out there and enjoy yourself. I don't care what it is you do. If you play tennis, you ride a board, a wheel, a bike, you know, golf, get out. Well, I think it helped a lot of people 
people that we know get outside of the stress of the last couple of years to be I riding. Hope so. You know, it helped them get out and relax, and it was cathartic for them. So, you know, of course, we're big proponents of riding and having a good time. I just remember just the beginning, guys were like still showing up, but with the masks and everything. I'm like, dude, just stay home. Like, why even bother? I'm just glad that it's back now. And there's people out having a good time. Well, you know? there's definitely people out today, but now that's the problem. So then the pendulum swings to the extreme. Yeah. So for two years, people have been pent up. They haven't left their house or whatever. And now they want to throw themselves back into, you know, but they've forgotten what it is to, you know, common courtesy of riding a bike or walking down the street and how mm. you should be interacting you know, I, I mean, I personally really enjoyed when COVID started in the sense, as far as the effect that it had on the city. It was oh. it was so dead. It was interesting. It, it, it was, was like this new frontier, right? Because oh we're used to God. it being packed. It was like, you know, it's like you discovered some right. new backwoods trail. It was better than to... any movie set you could imagine. It was like yeah, literally was like, like a closed legend. movie set. Like yeah. you had complete you know control of the entire city as far as riding like last summer it was when i was like okay it's kind of getting back to the oh level. yeah oh yeah and and that's why i say now today with the weather and the people and they have so these events many. every weekend's a different event the bike this shut down the streets that but you know so now people are like coming back out in droves yeah. well well i think we Always have a good time riding. Definitely. We're going to continue to do Friday night rides. Definitely. Whenever you yeah. can come out, you should come out. Every Friday um, night, HQ, 7 o'clock, ride at 8 sharp for the guy. Who yeah, come I out met. at 7, <laughs> yeah. hang out. <laughs> I, a guy came up to me today. Oh, I went to come to your ride on Friday last week, but you guys were gone. I go, what time did you show up? He said 8.20. Uh, yeah. Well, um, we, we leave at 8 o'clock. So. 8 o'clock And sharp. it's usually over by 10 o'clock. So it's not an all-night affair. It's not, you know, that's the other thing. Yeah. Unlike know. the Portland people, we don't drink all No, all like, yeah, some of these guys, even in Florida, they were like, come on, let's go to this bar. Now let's go to this bar. I go, dude, you guys are going to be drunk as fuck. How are you going to be riding? Yeah, I'm like, this is a, enough of a, a, you know, adrenaline rush. Yeah, get, get, that's the whole point. Anyways, <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. Uh, if you guys you want to see... You do you, okay? <laughs> Just wear a lot of gear, especially if you're going to drink. If you want to see... Don't ride next to me. Well, if you do ride next to him, go on the inside when he's turning. I will Heisman Trophy you. <laughs> it's been done. It's documented. On Instagram, you can find his stuff. Uh, NYChill, you skate... No, I don't, I don't even know. do what that is anymore. It? What, no, what is it? No, what is your D handle? DJ Strip DJ NYC. Strip NYC. That's what That's it is. It. So That's all. If you want to see how we ride or you want to see someone... Eating pavement, you know, that might show up there. It happens. And there's a lot of guys, too, yeah. that I like that are coming out and filming. So there's a lot of guys. So if even you just you go on YouTube and even just put in DJ Strip, because there's a lot of guys now doing that and putting in. And they're making some great videos. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't do videos. Once in a while, I'll record something. But yeah, I leave that to other guys that are way more into it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Some are really into it. Yeah. A little uh, too much. 
But uh, yeah, come hang out with us, ride with us, and yeah, um, we're, we we want we'll be here. More the merrier. We'd like some more female riders. We're all we're or very any, inclusive. Anything in between. Uh, trans riders, whatever you're into, man. We're we're cool with everyone and every and just you know just be prepared. We make fun of each other, and uh, you know so. You know, it's it's all in good fun. Equal opportunity but trolling. Equal opportunity insulter. I've always called myself that. Mm. You know, and complimenter. So, but we, you know, that's the thing. You know, we don't want people to think we're just like some boys club thing. That's not what we are. No. You know, we we like it. We have girls who ride with us. You know, yep. Amber, Amber, Sparkles, Sparkles. And, Think uh, about it, guys. Well, no, there's other girls <laughs> that ride. Francisco's wife rides. Yeah, you know, and there's there's people who do it. So we encourage it. You know, mm-hmm. we want more people to ride. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to bring your wife on a Friday night death race ride, but you know, <laughs> that's that's on you. You know, true. <laughs> All right, well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.